1: From the Cycling Independent, this is The Paceline, Line, the podcast on two wheels. I'm Patrick Brady, and with me is my co-host, John Lewis. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits in our lives. Um, how is cycling fitting in your life, John?
0: Um, I mean, it's fitting very well in my life. It's fitting frequently. Um, I went for a ride with some friends this morning, and one of the friends brought an out-of-town visitor Mm-hmm. along and they asked if they could borrow one of my bikes which is a a thing that happens and so i went through this whole thing of like well what pedals does he ride oh he brought his own speed plays i don't have speed plays fine so i'll just take the pedals off and then i didn't know what tire pressure he would like so i just brought the floor pump and i showed up and i said ah here i am your bike concierge and we started mm-hmm. to ride and um I think he doesn't normally ride DI2. At one point, he said, uh, pretty shortly after beginning, he said, why does this thing beep? And I said, oh, it beeps. (laughs) It beeps at the lowest gear and at the highest gear. He he said, no, no, it's beeping on every shift. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. His bike concierge apparently has failed to charge, charge his batteries. So he got treated... ...to a special out-of-town, mostly single-speed ride. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, people should know better than to ask me for things. That's the message, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, ow.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, it, there's not a lot of elevation change in the greater Boston metropolis. But um, when the elevation changes... It does so forthwith.
0: Yeah, it's very punchy. Uh, this particular ride is very punchy, too. And uh, he was sucking wind. Uh, but he was a very, very good sport about it. Drew, if you're out there at whatever um, environment, Save the Environment conference you're attending, um, I'm sorry, but you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Um I I have been that sort of host in ways, you know, where you get 85% of everything right. And then the other 15% is like,
0: oh, yeah, about that. Yeah, I as this was transpiring this morning, another friend of mine reminded me of the time we took one time uh, road world champion Henny Kuyper on a road ride around New England when he was over visiting family. Yep. And uh, I also loaned him a bike. And at some point in the maintenance history of that bike, I had switched the cranks, but not tightened the bolt. <gasps> <laughs> and so a few miles into the ride, he's like, something is very wrong here. <laughs> and uh, it was just very fortunate that someone else on the ride had, uh, I don't know, the eight millimeter or or They had whatever we needed to tighten that crank down and keep going uh, so that I, I was embarrassed, but I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a tragedy. Right. Um, So I got reminded of that this morning as well. Thank
1: God you weren't, you know, loaning him a bike with a Nuvo record or, you know, the old super record on it where you would have needed a 14 millimeter uh, wrench, which no one ever, ever carries with them.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the guys on the ride was a big touring cyclist and he had his bag full of, you know, apocalypse prep gear. And that's what saved the ride. Um, (laughs) But it is a good note that if you anyone out there, if you come and visit me, I'm happy to go for a ride with you. But um, caveat emptor, uh, (laughs) especially if you borrow something from me. (laughs) yeah
1: yeah wow okay um noted uh (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) and how is cycling fitting in your life uh better Uh, we're gonna hear about some of that right we're gonna hear about some of that soon yeah yeah
1: uh in within the hour uh i predict oh yeah good yeah good what are you gonna pull
0: about today well, th- this week I thought I'd talk about the process of transitioning my mountain bike riding from clipless pedals to flats. Mm. Um, sort of a little progress report on my attempt to get with the times. Uh,
1: so um, I, this is a uh, foreshadowing because you're, you're indicating it's progress. There is progress.
0: There is progress. That's right. There is progress. Um, cool. I- I'll say... I'll say, uh, if anyone is thinking about doing this, first, I think it was a good idea to do this with a new bike. Um, l- learning a new thing is hard, uh, but learning it out on a bike you're already simpatico with is creating a psychological hurdle that's going to be even harder to overcome. So I'm glad that I made this choice for the Ibis Ripley I got uh, earlier this season. The whole bike was a blank canvas for me, so I didn't have expectations about how it would ride. Uh-huh. Obviously, obviously, it's a whole new ball game riding flats when you've been clipping in for years. Uh, the Ripley, even in this new paradigm, turned out to be really fun to ride. And that helped me stick at the process of learning how to control the bike without being directly connected to it. There were no rides that were net negative fun because I didn't have the bike handling skills I was used to. Okay. So, what have I learned? Um, First, I've gotten better when off the ground at sucking the bike up under me. I was thinking about this this morning as I got off the ground briefly. It reminded me. you know how, um, maybe not everyone will relate to this, but if you're learning to Ollie on a skateboard, a big part of the height on your Ollie is making the room for the skateboard to come up under you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll come a lot. If you do it right, it'll come up as high as you can let it. And so riding, uh, flats, um, You know, you're not pulling the bike up under you. You're giving it room to rise. Um, When you're clipped in, you just pull it up because you can. Uh, When you're on flats, you both accentuate the motion to allow the bike to rise on its own. And you tip your feet forward, I think, and curl your toes like you would bunny hopping a BMX bike. And it sounds like a lot, but it's I think it's both the correct technique and it's more intuitive than you think. Um, second, I've gotten better at keeping my heels down, especially when climbing. I'm finding with a full suspension bike because of the length of it, I'm climbing out of the saddle more in a sort of hovering position, uh, mm-hmm. that amplifies mm-hmm. the bike's suspension and keeps my feet stuck to the pedals. So climbing on flats is actually for me the most challenging new skill because you have more pressure in the pedals when you're going up, mm-hmm. um, Third, I'm learning to kind of dance on the platforms to find the right foot position for each move. Um, This has caused me to appreciate the various sole designs on flat pedal shoes and the type and orientation of the pins in the pedals. Mm -hmm. I'm really liking the kind of dynamic foot positions you can get on flats, and it's slowly making me feel more in control all the time. So if there's. Yep.
1: There are times then when your feet are further forward or further back or further
0: out. Yes, all of those things. All right. Again, there's there's a bit of a skate metaphor here. You know, when you're coming in to do a trick, you will position your feet on a skateboard to be able to put pressure or pop in the, in certain areas of the of the board I'm finding flat pedals are sort of like that, depending on the obstacle that I'm coming into and how I think I'm going to ride it. I I will move around, shift around on the pedals uh, mm-hmm. to get ready for that. And that's a pretty cool thing. Um, if there's one thing that's still not all the way there, it's being able to swivel or kind of skitch the rear of the bike around like you might in a tight switchback or to adjust your line in a rock garden or other sort of tech obstacle. Mm hmm. Um, it's coming along like I can certainly do it in a parking lot, uh, but doing it sort of on the fly under pressure, like getting the toe hook and the backward pressure and maybe a little kiss off the front brake to loosen that back wheel from the ground. It's not, it's not there yet. Mm. Uh, it's coming along, but only slowly. So some of that is about pedal control, and some is about some of it is about learning how to get my weight forward and back on this kind of longer wheelbase bike. Uh-huh. Um, overall, the whole process, I would say, has been much more enjoyable and less frustrating than I thought it would be. I really thought I'd be fighting myself all the way and pining for clipless pedals again. But that hasn't been the case at all. I think I'm far enough along now that I'd even recommend other people give this change a shot. And and I will reiterate, I think it's best to do this with a new bike or a new-to-you bike um, so that you're not, like, mapping your experience of the bike clipless onto this new thing that you're not good at yet. Huh. So what are the, what are the chances you're going to make this move? You're you're going to give it a shot. What are the chances?
1: Um, well, I, uh, hmm. uh let's just say that uh, the last five or so minutes that you've been talking, uh, I have softened. Um, you know, say so I'm like a scoop of ice cream in ninety degree weather. I am. I have softened.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm I'm not there yet. Uh serving to undermine the case you've just made uh is a reel I just watched last week of uh Pro Downhiller and former world champion. I think former, I don't think current. Uh, I don't really keep up with these things. Uh Aaron Gwynn, you know, Mr. Mm. All Around General, badass, you know, forty feet mm. at a pop. Um and He's got clipless pedals. I'm sure that there's more to this than meets my eye. Um, but the fact remains that I saw his pedals and they had look little mechanisms in them. Um,
0: yep. But you've just, you just gave one example. That's like saying, well, planes are likely to crash because I heard about one that did once. (laughs) Well, I'm
1: I'd like to think that as a that I'm counter not quite example, Brandon Semenuk,
0: I, I Brandon mean, Semenuk does not ride clipless. He rides. Flat. He's
1: also a god. And I mean, you know, that dude is like part Prometheus or something just without the screw up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm just saying, you know. Also, yeah. also, also in 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 aid of further softening your resolve, I'll say this. You don't have to marry flat petals. You don't have to marry them. Just go out on a few dates and see if you like them.
1: I I was the king of the the first date for there for a while.
0: Yeah. I understand that we're past that now, but yes. you know. It's a terrible metaphor anyway. It's a terrible metaphor anyway, but No, nah,
1: it's it's really not. I mean, really. Uh you know, you're you're saying try before you buy. Um uh there are some flats uh in my garage. I don't know if they are good flats or simply serviceable flats or I mean they're not they're not like the flats that will come with a bike in the box when they actually bother to include pedals. They're better than those. Um they are platforms with some little nibbly things they 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 they're they look like they're also molded from the same plastic so i have some concern that maybe they're not as grabby as some pedals might be
0: well i'm gonna make a proposal to you okay since you have since you have the pedals you need you you ride mountain bikes with your boys
1: Uh, when I can get them out there. Yeah. It's a, it's a really mixed bag.
0: Sure. Um, so next time you take your boys out, swap your pedals over. It's that's a low pressure ride. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to keep up with anybody. You know, they're, they're trying to keep up with you and you're waiting and you're doing things and that will give you an opportunity to play around and try some things and decide this isn't so bad. This isn't so bad. Like maybe I can see a path, mm-hmm. and I think because I know you have great bike handling skills, I think pretty quickly you'll begin to see like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I see how this works, and it can. And and to my, to my great surprise, the biggest challenge has been climbing, not yeah descending.
1: That certainly surprised me, surprises me because I mean, while I get, yes, I get that that is obviously some sort of challenge and I hate pedaling while I'm also out of the saddle on a full suspension mountain bike. I, that is just an activity I dislike. I've seen people do it well, <laughs> you know, I, I've seen uh-huh. how they let their upper body just kind of hover over the bike and the, and instilling their body. The suspension kind of settles into a certain position and you can go. Um, and uh that to me feels a lot like trying to write long hand with my right hand. I'm left-handed. You know, it just it feels mm. wildly unnatural. Um but I continue, you know, the thing that I keep coming back to is. The idea that uh, once aloft, I will be separated from my bike much the way I am largely separated from my wallet at the state fair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have not found that to be the case. I have not found the bike falling away from me when I go in the air and I'm not in the air very much. I'm, I don't want people to think that I'm rad. Uh, uh, I, I know you. I have. I have not found a problem with the bike leaving me. In fact, I think the bigger challenge is actually giving the bike the space beneath you to rise, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're rising. So it's like a skateboard, you know, you don't want to stomp it back down. I'm sorry, I keep making skate metaphors. I can't skate for for. To save my life so don't mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know uh, instead of stomping the, the the bike back down the challenge is to suck the bike up under you and let let that happen um that is the only thing i think with being off the ground but the confidence you get being able to throw the bike away or to run out of a bad landing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've i've run out of a few landings that otherwise would have been real slams if I had been clipped. I mean, first of all, I'm taking on drops and jumps that I wouldn't do clipped in. Mm -hmm. Um, And where I'm daring uh, and it doesn't go well, thus far, I've had much better results uh, by being able to run out or push the bike away.
1: So just as a a matter of... uh, well, this might be more data point than comedy, but when I went to buy uh, the evil following uh, from the dude way down in the Santa Cruz Mountains, which turned out to be a mostly all day drive. um, He took me out for a little test ride. He got on his bike. I got on that and we went out for a little spin and we entered some school grounds and he pre- proceeded to. Uh, dropped down a long set of stairs uh, a set of stairs with at least one landing in it if not two uh, there was probably 40 feet of elevation change with this stairway because the school, the school mm-hmm. was built on a hillside yep and I was on those flats and in my vans, which is a, a combination a lot of people think is perfectly workable. And the <laughs> moment I saw that stairway, I uh. used the little fun arresters. Um, oh, yeah. I, 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 I saw that and I thought my feet are going to be, you know, by the time I'm halfway down this thing, my feet will be anywhere other than on top of those pedals.
0: Well, yeah, you you learn you have to drop your heels there in order to maintain tension. But um, that is another thing about this process for me, though, has been I would have pulled up on that stairway staircase, too, when I first started. And now I would happily ride that stairway. No problem. So much more confidently than on a any other bike that I've had so far. Part of that is that the ri- the suspension of the Ripley is great. I can ride yeah. up that staircase on uh-huh. on the Ripley. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But that sounded like bragging. Uh, sorry about that. Well, um, it,
1: my po- no, it my point. My point is that to how great that bike is.
0: Yeah, my point is that there is a the progression is pretty quick and a lot of it is confidence. Um, um, yeah,
1: yeah. And, um, of, of the many things that I've needed gene therapy for confidence is certainly one of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're a good Uh, bike rider. You'll, you'll get on flats and you'll do just fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching the lady dog protest too much territory.
1: Uh, I, you know, and I don't mind being ribbed like that. I mean, I'm, I'm somebody who, when, when heckling began at cyclocross races, I began enjoying cyclocross a whole lot more.
0: (laughs) Sure. So you uh, thought to yourself, why do they even ride these bikes? If we could just heckle.
1: Well, it, it, you know, it, it made me, um, it made me feel that I was giving the folks who were there to watch all the really fast people I felt like I was still contributing something of value because oh, yeah. I gave them somebody to heckle, and I am oh yeah, let's yeah. let's just be clear about this I am eminently heckleable
0: heckleable sure yeah
1: new well, me, you heard it me, here I, first
0: let me ask you this uh uh question your kids are riding flats, yeah.
1: They've never ridden clipless. They know no better. The the prosecution rests.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you are. There you are out teaching your kids to mountain bike and they're on flats. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to help you make your case even more with something that I continue to scratch my head at. Um, Mm -hmm. Back in July, when I took my boys up to Washington State uh, which is where I just recently returned from again for very good reasons. So we went to this bike park at Doothy Hill. Um, and yes. there's a, uh, the, uh, the women's mountain bike instructor, uh, cat Sweet, who teaches, uh, jumping and downhill and other, uh, sorts of clinics, uh, to women only, uh, audiences. Um, she, she teaches a clinic there and there's, uh, in the bike park, uh, a section where there are, uh, four different jumps or drops. Um, and, uh, it was, it was all I could do to go off the second one. It was all I could do. Mm. That's with clipless pedals, uh, a full suspension bike and a dropper post. Hmm my then 12-year-old, now 13-year-old son went off the same drop on 24-inch wheels, high posting, and front suspension only. Mm. It, it happened while I had my back to him, so it was a little <laughs> bit of a snuffleupagus moment. I uh-huh. I would give, uh I don't know, some body part, something inconsequential, a little toe or something, but I would give a body part to have... At least a photo, if not video, of him doing that, because afterwards he was like, "Oh, that was kind of cool, totally <laughs> nonchalant, you know, no clipless pedals, high poster, sure. no yeah, no, no dropper post, no dropper yeah. post, and yeah no no rear suspension at all, just boop went off, yeah, that was kind of cool, you yeah. know. So, I mean, but we have previously established that Philip is, he's constituted mostly of rad.
0: Yeah. Well, Um, I mean, um, you better get on those flats and get yourself moving uh, before he rides away from you.
1: So, okay. So riddle me this. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and this is something that we'll have to go into in some greater detail uh, th- th- regarding the Ibis Ripley. I bought um, a Ripley AF, the aluminum frame, because yep, yep. I'm going to be waiting some time to get the carbon fiber frame like you, my friend, have, because you ordered yes. it much earlier than I did. Yes. Um. So I have two bikes. I have the evil following. Yes, I have the Ripley AF do I go out and buy a second set of flats so that both bikes, I mean, I'm not in a position of getting on a bike that uh, is new to me. I have some familiarity with the Ripley. <clears throat> I only have a few rides on this one so far, um, but i I have previous experience with the Ripley and I have my following. Do, do I switch them both over or do I leave one of them? Clipless? No, leave one clipless. Um, You know what's coming here.
0: Why? No, which one? Oh, it doesn't matter. (laughs) You were no help at all. I mean, you know, like you here you are with an embarrassment of riches and choices. Um, But, you know, let's uh, let's not uh, run before we've crawled or walked or whatever the stupid expression is. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, switch one over. I would probably switch the... Hmm. Yeah. See, easy. You've you've ridden the evil a bit, so I would switch the ibis. Okay. That's what I would do. Were I you. I. Um. All right. Well, you can do it. I believe in you.
1: Uh. Well, at least one of us does. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh. I am. Um, at least I it. It is. uh, We've moved beyond just the point of discussion. I can't promise that this is going to happen, but it it may very well get a try.
0: We have a flight path we might take off because now we have a flight path. Yeah. 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 No. No. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I think I need a minute to take this in. So we're going to take a little break and then come back.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Shimano. Uh, I want to say that as our first sponsor for the Cycling Independent, uh, we tried to be pretty choosy about how who we decided to work with. the The thing that was particularly compelling uh, in talking to Shimano was that they didn't have any they they were on board with our independence and they the last thing that they wanted was to feel like uh, readers and listeners would, interpret their sponsorship as some control uh in fact they were saying that um you know in 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 this day they don't really need to sell products they're not sponsoring us to try to sell more product they're sponsoring us to try to support independent media uh And those are easy words to say, but then in in creating the sort of, um, footprint that they would have with us, they offered no suggestions. They just said, we, we trust you guys to represent us sincerely and how you, how it's going to work best for you. So let's just go with that. So I have to say huge respect for them and huge appreciation for making the podcast possible. Okay. We're back with the pace line, the podcast on two wheels. What's your pull?
1: Uh, I'm going to talk about the social aspect of cycling this week. Uh, Buddha knows we've talked about this dimension of cycling plenty, uh, and I've (laughs) written about it plenty, Uh, but we've been living in various states of pandemic-caused lockdown for mm, two and a half years now. Um, And I've spoken to any number of friends uh, and other assorted people I know who... A, haven't been as social as they once were, and B, have a COVID-20 uh, or so. And uh, point B is related to point A, because in not riding with people as much as some of us used to, uh, some of us have found that we didn't ride for as long and didn't ride as hard as we used to. No names mentioned. <coughs> uh I'm not going to waste anyone's time on falling down the rabbit hole of the many causes. It's just enough to say that it is. Um now, that said, uh as mentioned previously, I went on vacation uh very recently. Um my first real vacation since the um Obama administration. <laughs> We were camping in the shadow of Mount Rainier, and on our first full day, we went on one of the more epic mountain bike rides of my rather long life. Uh, <laughs> it is amazing to say that. I mean, this the ride did end up uh, covering one superlative relative to all of my riding. So we started from part way up the Axis Road to Crystal Mountain, the ski area that's just to the kind of east-northeast of Mount Rainier. Um over the next 6 hours I spent more time pushing my mountain bike than I have on any other ride in my as we mentioned considerably long life. <laughs> the route I uploaded from my Wahoo element shows an awful lot of dashed lines where it didn't record because I was moving too slowly. Um, <laughs> Sometime back uh, in the way back, because of road riding, I set my element to stop recording if I dropped below three miles per hour. And it never really occurred to me that this would have an adverse effect on recording a ride such as this one. Sure. <laughs> the ride up Crystal Mountain uh, was, uh, to use a technical term, stupidly steep. Uh, so steep. I admit I might have turned around or at least looked for a bailout point. Had I been alone? Um, and when I say steep and stupidly steep, I mean, long stretches of trail that were North of 20%. Mm. Um, stuff that you know like i could kind of gut it out for a ways and then you'd get to a series of roots and it's like yeah there's you know i'm already redlined there's nothing left to pin it over this i am pinned right you know so pinned that like you know you're worried about as you um clip out uh <laughs> <laughs> that you might do it the wrong way and roll off the very exposed hillside sure um yeah something that i See, would not have been an issue had I been moving right along. Uh, You know, it's it's simply a ride I would not have done on my own. Not six hours, not that steep. Nope. Um, But because I was out with people I liked and trusted, um, I was in. Uh, One of them knew the route in full and the others knew it at least in part, if not in full, but backward. Um, Mm -hmm. as has so often bonded people on bike rides, that shared suffering was magic for making the unpleasant um, tolerable and maybe even fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So that part of Washington state is a place I've not been before, but my girlfriend, Jennifer knows it well. Uh, She actually worked at crystal mountain back in the 1990s. Uh, So she knows it and has been, talking about it since our days of being just friends. Um, I got to say the whole area stunned me with its beauty. Uh, The wildflowers were out in force, Indian paintbrush and lupine and all sorts of stuff. Uh, There were things that we'd look down and go, well, what's, I don't know. Well, maybe we should take a photo of it and we'll look it up later. Okay. I haven't looked up any of those plants yet. Uh, but there was, there was beauty aplenty. We were at, we were on the mountain, maybe not the exact right day, but on a very good day for wildflowers, uh, mm. where I'm accustomed to wildflowers being a thing in April and May in California <sighs> on the mountain, August is the time in Washington state. So, mm. it, you know, this was like, oh, you can have wildflowers in late August, um, uh, who knew? Uh well they did. Uh we uh yeah, and, and you know, not just the wildflowers, but you know, you'd turn and suddenly there'd be the looming presence of Mount Rainier itself. Um and then, you know, even the scree fields were beautiful. Uh I was just beyond humbled with how gorgeous this ride was. Mm. Um and honestly, I'd have missed out on all that if I hadn't soldiered on with people that I trusted. Uh, we reached the summit house restaurant way, way up on the mountain. Uh, one of the gondolas lets out near there and got some snacks and, um, I chose to pass on what might otherwise have seemed like a great idea, uh, having a beer, um, Mm -hmm. because I was concerned enough about the exposure on a few of the segments that I didn't want to risk screwing up on the way down. Mm. Um, also i may have gotten a little insistent on getting off the mountain i i may have come across maybe a little impatient uh Mm -hmm. because it was late in the day it was after five Uh, o'clock and i was concerned about cold and this other thing that we know called darkness uh, which would start to become an issue um once there was mountain between us and the sun yes Uh, so also I didn't have a jacket for the top because I didn't know we would be at like 7,000 feet of elevation. Right. I just knew we were doing a big ride um, yeah. and we didn't start the ride until like one o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> it was um, a ride experience uh, unlike any I've had. Um, and so, you know, uh, there came a moment where I, I was maybe not quite as easy going as I might otherwise have been. But, you know, it was like, it was like fifty-two degrees uh mm. up there and you know breezy because mountains yeah um but I mean good lord uh 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 Jennifer keeps arguing that Washington State is the prettiest of all the states and much like my arguments against flat pedals I am beginning to lose this one mm. um much as I love California. Holy cow. That's a pretty, pretty place. Yep. Uh, so all that said the views from high on a mountain taking in neighboring mountains is the sort of Vista that has never, ever failed to humble me. Mm. Um, when we made it back into the forest uh, on down the mountain, the trail did finally start to turn kind of flowy and fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But My gosh, it was so steep for so long that I had to switch braking fingers. I'm a one finger breaker and normally I'm oh. a middle finger breaker. Mm. Uh, I had to switch from middle to index and it continued to be steep for long enough that my index finger got tired of braking. So I had to switch back to my middle finger. And then just before we were back to the car, my middle finger got tired enough again that I switched to my index finger for a second time. Mm. Um, but I ended up with tendonitis in my right index finger.
0: Oh that's a symptom of the old. Don't tell don't tell people that.
1: <laughs> um that that sort of amazed me. Um but you know, here's the thing. That ride was just the sort of kick in the pants that I needed. Um also that first beer back at camp seemed like the finest IPA of my entire <laughs> life. And I know objectively that was not the case. Right. Um but you know it 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 did show me that I really need to make an effort. Uh, to start rounding up some friends for adventures. Uh, I need to get out more and, you know, stop doing the the two hour rides that, you know, on, on loops that I have done hundreds of times before.
0: Yeah, 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 that's right. I, I mean, I had this experience uh, just on Sunday. I dropped my kid off at a sports camp thing and I had a couple, three hours to kill waiting for him and I had found this trail system nearby. Some friends had said, oh, this is really good. I had cased it the day before and found some of the good stuff. So I was kind of looking forward to it. But it was gonna be like a slow roll by myself. I was gonna find the the features and stuff and maybe session some some of the harder bits and 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 that's what it was gonna be my morning. I pull in the parking lot and one of my friends is there. He's like, huh. Oh hey. Hey, uh Steve and I are gonna go ride. You wanna come with us? And in the in the back of my mind, I was like, no. but in the front of my mouth I was like yeah that sounds great Um, and it turned out to be probably one of the top three rides of my year so far like those guys know where all the stuff is in there and they showed me everything and you know we just got into such a good flow it was I really like a, a really technical Uh, and this one is like every 40 feet, you've got some challenge to your skills. So I was in heaven. We did that for uh, 90 minutes or so until I was heaving over the front uh, of the bike. I was like shattered over the bars, uh, just because it's so much. So many power moves, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. trying to get through, uh, obstacles that I was just, and then I ate a cheeseburger and listened to metal, uh, and picked my kid up and drove home. And I was swear to you, I was, I was bike high. (laughs) It was just the most amazing thing. And it definitely, that is not the experience I would have had without running into friends and saying yes and doing the thing. And I, I worked harder and I saw more, um, And the same thing happened this morning. I went out with those guys that I had sort of like said, oh yeah, I'll bring a bike and we'll do the, do the thing. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Say yes to the dress. That's what I say. Say yes to the dress. I don't even know really what that means, but, um, okay.
1: Well, I'll keep it in mind. And when I find the opportunity, I'll, I'll whip it out. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I have pedal wrench downstairs. Of course, I
0: have lots of tools.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, I have mountain bike trails nearby.
0: <clears throat> yeah, um, that ice cream is melting all over the sidewalk. Oh, my Listen gosh. to you. Listen to you. Say yeah. yes to the dress. Ride the lightning. All the other goofy stuff I say. Do it.
1: <laughs> um, this is not lightning. I'm going to ride. I might ride something, but it won't be
0: lightning. Oh, don't be that way. <laughs> let's, let's move on to the paceline pick so I can okay. give you more fodder for this particular uh, boondoggle. Um, okay. So related to my pull on riding flat pedals, this week I'm picking the 510 Sleuth mountain bike shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sleuth is an entry-level flat pedal shoe. It's priced at 90 bucks which is a good place to start because as I hope I recognized earlier, this may not be the way you end up going with your riding. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought these for myself from a local bike shop for whatever that's worth. So as I'm reviewing, just so people know, this is a straight, I paid for it and I'm telling you what I think, uh, in contrast to the van's old school BMX shoe, which I picked on this podcast a few months back, the sleuth is more agile on the pedals. It engages and releases from the pedal pins more easily where the vans really bite and grip. Mm-hmm. Um, the consensus go-to shoe in this category, I think, is the 510 Free Rider Pro. And I'm definitely curious to see how they might improve upon what the Sleuth does. Mm-hmm. But as a beginner in the realm of flat pedal riding, I figured I'd start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The Sleuth is comfortable probably much more comfortable than most cleated shoes uh, the sole is less stiff for obvious reasons it it locks down well uh, it's a lace- up shoe uh, and it locks down well it look it looks good off the bike so even if you don't decide to ride this way forever it's a solid choice for grocery shopping or coffee drinking if that's what it comes to. <laughs> The sleuth comes in two colorways. Currently, they're both mostly black, uh, but I have seen it in green, too. They're out there. Uh, There's also a deluxe version of this shoe for 30 bucks more with the same basic shape, but maybe some upgraded sole and upper materials. I haven't ridden it, so I'm not going to say anything about it. But if you feel that you're a deluxe person, uh, you know, that is an option.
1: Okay, Uh, it's lace up. You're on a bike. You know, Jira made such a big production of like, you know, the the little uh, lace loop on the tongue for the yes. Empires. Uh where do the laces go on on the 510?
0: Um so I mean you can tuck them under the laces themselves. There's no loop.
1: Uh, okay. But
0: you can tuck them if that's important to you. I don't and I haven't had a problem yet.
1: Okay. Uh, how stiff is this sole compared to you know your garden variety vans?
0: It's a little stiffer. Not a but lot, not, but some. Not a lot, but some. Like it definitely gives you <clears throat> you know, like a clipless shoe will have a really stiff sole.
1: Oh uh, mm, yeah. mm mm-hmm.
0: Right? This is this is probably two-thirds of the way back towards the vans. Mm. Mhm. So it is a, a bit like, especially if you're once you get off the bike and you're just walking around getting your coffee or your whatever your beverage of choice is. You're just uh, having your after bike thing and you still have your shoes on. They're not like slipper, comfy, walking, running shoe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a little stiffer than that, but not a ton, not and problematically. The, so
1: the stiffness would be mostly midfoot or is it more toward the ball <laughs> of the foot?
0: It's four foot really.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Right around the ball of the foot.
0: Yeah. But I, 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 when I went to Wales, I took two pairs of shoes, these and a pair of hiking shoes. And I did fine with them as everyday Hmm. living, living in shoes.
1: Okay. Now one other question, uh, fit, um, Mm. as, as, uh, readers of TCI and RKP know, um, I have a foot like a potato. It's just about wider than it is long, and it's very high volume, and I have a high arch. um I am Irish after all, so a potato shaped foot yes. does seem you know genetically likely um yeah. the The one pair of five tens that I was sent to review a couple of years back, I could barely get my foot into too um, narrow yeah and low volume it was it was a wow. a, a genuine double whammy.
0: Yeah, these shoes are, I would say, not overly narrow, but n- narrower than you need and lower volume likely than you need the shape of the, um, free rider pro or the, the free rider or the free rider pro is probably more, uh, in tune with the shape of your foot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I used to write about running shoes quite a bit. And one of the things that I always said about running shoes is I am not recommending a running shoe to you because we have different feet. What I say about a running shoe may have nothing to do with your experience of it. And the same is true for for biking shoes. You have to put them on. And saddles. Yes. You have to put them on. You have to try them and understand what the shape of you, how the shape of you interfaces with the shape of them. But so having said that my feet are uh, somewhat narrow and not overly high volume. I think the sleuths work really well for me, but I think mm-hmm. you might have some challenges.
1: Yeah. I, I don't even think I'd try them on. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, Uh, If I'm going to do this flat pedal thing, I'm going to want to go looking for something that's other than my Vans. I think.
0: Yeah, when I first did it, I rode the Vans BMX uh, old school for a while um, to, to, you know, I don't want to be overly invested. I want to see what this is about. Yeah. And I, I did like them, but I think they are a little soft and a little too grippy. I can understand on a BMX bike maybe uh why that works. Um, but not so much on a I mean it's fine. I wouldn't hesitate mm-hmm. to do it, but um you Good. know, ride what you're brum. But right, right.
1: All righty. Well, uh before I get to my pick, uh I want to say that we heard from a couple of listeners. And one of our occasional contributors at TCI, uh, the very awesome Mickey Vukovic, uh, if you're into skateboarding, his name is probably familiar to you. Um, And they alerted me to bottle cages made by Lazine and a suspension fork steerer plug, uh, something that goes in at the bottom of uh, the steerer available on Etsy that will give people a place to hide an Apple AirTag. Um, which you picked last week yes yes my my pick last week for those of you
0: for those of you craving context
1: (laughs) um i haven't had a chance to check either of these items out other than look at listings on websites so this isn't by any means an actual review um but for those who want a solution and don't want to wait for our verdict you can stop by lezyne or etsy to check them out okay My pick this week is not cycling gear per se. It's a sleeping bag. After a long camping hiatus, like 25 years, uh, I began doing some camping again about five years ago. One of the reasons I stopped camping was that I'd had way too many miserable nights of being cold or otherwise uncomfortable. Uh, Gear has come a very long way since the early 1990s i am pleased to say it's kind of like cycling uh so my pick is the big agnes dream island 35 degree sleeping bag or two uh oh. no more zipping two bags together or just trying to sleep close to your sweetie uh this is a synthetic fill bag uh so you can get it wet and not suffer terrible consequences uh, that is made for two and warm enough for camping in the mountains in the summer. Uh, part of what makes this bag so terrific is that it has a pocket on the underside of the sleeping bag. Uh, I should uh, say my mine is a little bit older, uh, a little different from uh, what they are currently selling. Uh, so there have been some revisions, but mine has a pocket uh, on the underside of the sleeping bag into which you slide the sleeping bag. Uh, now the design calls it's for drawstrings.
0: Yeah. It's a pad. Not You don't put the bag in the bag. You put the pad in oh, the sorry. pocket. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, wrong, wrong noun. Uh, yes. The pad goes into uh, the bag, uh, but not where you go into the bag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it also go features on. two pockets at the top of the sleeping bag. Um into which you can slide inflatable pillows. Uh, So no more losing your pillow in the middle of the night either. Um, Like I said, my sleeping bag is a couple of years older than the current dream Island 35. So it's a little bit different, uh, but the bones are the same. Uh, It has some taper. So at the shoulders, it's 126 inches wide while at the knees, it's 112 inches wide. Uh, the dream Island goes for two ninety nine ninety five, 95. Uh, and there are a couple of different choices of pad depending on how much insulation you want, that sort of thing. Uh, I went with the slightly more basic, uh, insulated air core ultra, which goes for one ninety nine ninety five. 95. Um, the pillows have been updated as well. Uh, the Q core deluxe pillow inflates in seconds. I can attest, uh, won't make you lightheaded the way the, uh, Sleeping pad will. Um, I don't blow mine up like a balloon. Uh, I don't make it super firm. So that works really nicely for me. Uh, the pillows are $49.95. All in all, I can attest that, yes, it's a real investment. You know, you're talking 600 ish dollars at retail. Uh, I was able to get a discount. Um, but this has changed my enjoyment of camping. Uh, I, hmm toy boat uh this has changed my enjoyment of camping mm, by roughly a thousand percent uh the whole ensemble packs well i keep mine in a small duffel uh that still has room enough for a pair of boots and odds and ends like my headlamp and tent lights so it's a it's a neat neat thing
0: have a camp and a snuggle yeah yeah i'm always Um, willing to invest in a snuggle
1: You know, there are worse places one could spend their hard-won dollars.
0: You know, I I met my wife on a camping trip, um, so this is, you know, very near and dear to my heart. Wow, I never knew that. Um, Yeah, it's hmm. true.
1: Very cool. Alrighty, uh, there will be links to both these items or all of these items in our show notes. That's a wrap on another episode of The Pace Line. Before we go, I'd like to put in a plug for uh, another of TCI's podcasts, Revolting, which is a cycling podcast, not really about cycling. Um, and thank heaven for that. Uh, it's hosted <laughs> by John and Steve L. Knievel of All Hail the Black Market. Uh, we're hoping you like it. And if you do, please subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. hey send us some questions uh we love that if you've got an idea please drop by the cycling independent and put a suggestion in the comments we hope you've enjoyed the show and if you have please leave us a good review on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts it makes us easier for other listeners to find until next week i'm patrick brady with john lewis thanks for listening to the pace line